to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and that's it. The NFL season is a wrap. Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions, 38-35. What a game. Uh, Here to recap it with me this week, we got spills and spills. I'm happy it's just you because the way the group chat's been going uh, the last couple days, uh, it's been a disaster. So happy to have someone who has sound football knowledge to talk to. It would have been absolute fireworks. Just people just talking over each other. It would have been out of control. So I'm glad I can be the the voice of the people uh, this week. And um, there there will be some level of bias because it's just to be expected with me, but I'll keep it as level-headed as I can uh, because I think I was being pretty fair after the game this and throughout the week so far. So see you. But yeah, I guess let's just get into it. That that was one of the best Super Bowl games I've watched in God knows how long. I think that one comes close to the the Falcons Patriots one just cuz that comeback was insane, but from the opening kickoff to when the game ended, that was excitement through and through and I'm just sad it had to end the way it did, but that was a great Super Bowl and I think we should just start there. So, yeah, I mean, A-plus Super Bowl, halftime show. I mean, people can say what they want about the actual performance. I don't know. I'll, I'll always be a proud supporter of Riri, so I thought it was good. <laughs> uh, it really – it's just such a shame that you had what was going on throughout the entire game, and it just had to come down to that play. Um just leave leave it up leave it up to the refs to to take matters into their own hands when it it really just you put it into perspective you call nothing the entire game of a game seven overtime mm-hmm. and someone gets a flick on the shin pad and they call a slashing penalty like it just that's that happens on every play I know Bradbury comes out and says oh yeah I was holding him my bad but like come on everyone's holding on every play. How come like, they didn't call that all game? The entire game no, is and, happening. That's the and difference. That, that's the, that that is the thing that bugs me is that yeah, this was the precedent was not set at the start of the game for that was allowed. And Bradbury did it to Juju on a play earlier in the game, and it wasn't called. So yeah, he might have been holding, but it's something that was let go the entire game up until that point, and. Who knows if the Eagles would have went down and scored and but and that's they never what got takes the... away. That's what takes exactly. away from what could have been. A, this could have been one of the best Super Bowls ever. Let's say they yeah. they get the ball back with the minute and bit. Do they go down and score a touchdown? Do they go down and uh, get a field goal? Go to overtime? Do we get like a Bills Chiefs kind of ending where it's going back and forth three times in the last minute? You never know. We never got to see it. I think no. it had all the potential for an all-time ending. And, I mean, uh, luckily, Jarek McKinnon still had his brain attached because uh, <laughs> Eagles obviously did the right thing there at the end to try and let them walk in. And uh, for I a second, I thought, he was gonna, gonna I thought he was going to go in for a second. Yeah. And then right at the end, I think he remembered, like, and people were saying, shout out to Jarek McKinnon, like, kind of an underrated thing. Like, some of these guys dream to play in a Super Bowl, and it's like, Oh my god! I could be like a touchdown scorer in a Super Bowl, the game-winning touchdown scorer. Yeah, in the Super Bowl game, and he has to have the composure to go down because you never know. I mean, they, we've seen it happen before where where that play goes badly. So we we've seen it happen multiple times before. You're right about that. Uh, let's. We will give the Chiefs their praise, though. They had a hell of a game. That second half by the Chiefs was absolutely lights out. Uh, Masterpiece. Zero it's penalties. the best half of football anyone played all year. Yep. Zero penalties, zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks, one incompletion. It was the Eagles couldn't do anything, and this was an Eagles defense going into the game where we where's the weak spot? We couldn't pick it out, and 
they couldn't get pressure. I don't know if the Chiefs O-line actually played out of their minds and they were disrespected the entire Super Bowl week going yeah. into it. And they have guys on that team. They have very good players on that team, but all over the line. In but yeah, this this Eagles defensive line, a team that had the most sacks in the league by quite a bit, yeah, couldn't generate any pressure and I mean, I guess if we want to talk about the field a little bit too, because <laughs> that the NFL has this brand new field just for the Super Bowl, and it was complete garbage. Players were slipping everywhere. I mean, the fucking Eagles kicker Jake Elliott even slipped on a kickoff. Like it was, yeah, it was not like the Super Bowl is supposed to be like the climax of the season, and that was probably the worst playing surface that any of these guys had to play on all year. So I wonder if it has anything to do with just the climate there in Arizona, because I know all season, especially, I don't know if it's something new that they did in their stadium, but the entire season, every time I was watching a game in Arizona, people were falling like flies. And I think no, that's no. the field. They changed no, the turf for the game. This was, yeah, this was like a brand new field. That was the first time that anyone's played on it, which I think was part of the issue is they had this brand new fresh grass field that was never tested and they just kind of rolled it out. Yeah, no, they made it like 11 months ago for the Super Bowl, specifically for the Super Bowl. Okay, I didn't know that part. That's a disaster then because that was, uh, yeah, yeah. Like they were playing on ice. Uh, and again, yeah, a lot of player complaints. I mean, there was... I mean, it affects it affects everyone, but like, especially for the pass rushers, there was what one sack, and it wasn't even a sack. It was because Hertz ran out of bounds mm-hmm. for like a one yard loss. There was no sacks. I've never seen no. that before. No, no, the the D linemen were just slipping everywhere. Like I like I was seeing a couple videos today of like Hargrave and Reddick just getting out of their stances and slipping immediately. So. Playing surfaces were an issue, but I don't like here. Let's talk about Pat Mahomes' game. I think we can both agree. Okay. I I think we can both agree that Pat Mahomes did not carry the Chiefs like some of us would have expected for the for them to beat the Eagles in this game. No. But we can say Pat Mahomes had a good game. He had a good game. He was he had a good, good and you can't okay. put it past good. I don't want no, to hear anyone say that he fair. had an outstanding game and that this this Super Bowl is because it's Patrick Mahomes. Like there's just no way that anyone watched that game and said the Kansas City Chiefs only won this game because Patrick Mahomes played. He played his part for the Super Bowl. He made passes into tight windows on mm-hmm. certain plays, uh, early, middle, and end of the game. These are all things that happen, but he was just being an efficient quarterback. He didn't make any mistakes, which is credit to him. He didn't make any mistakes on like his previous Super Bowls. And uh, at the end of the day, like, uh, I mean, he got the job done. They, they put up enough points on offense. Well, they didn't put up enough points on offense. They needed uh, Nick Bolton to contribute there. But even the, even then, they played a, like you said, Perfect second half. I don't think we've seen a better half of football no. uh, the entire season. So, again, that's that's why they're the best. And it, whatever. I mean, good for him. He has an all, all-time resume now in the first five years. I can't really say too much other than that. It kind of hurts. It stings. I personally had just an abundance of units on the Chiefs. I kept on live betting them throughout the game because I – I see this happen all the time where they just F around half the game and then the switch comes on. So uh, MVP of the game really is me for keeping my emotions out of it and continuing to bet the Chiefs because I finally separated the emotions and I cake as a result of it. Um, I don't think we're talking nearly enough about the masterclass, masterclass from Andy Reid this week. No. It's and it does bug me like Pat Mahomes deserves his flowers for I mean, just starting on an unprecedented run that no other quarterback has done. 
Chu can no, argue absolutely. Tom Brady all he wants, but he's completely wrong no, in that. This app. is this is this is the best start to a career. Uh, and he, whatever you can say, well, he doesn't have the extra Super Bowl. I test will say too, this is the best start to a career anyone's ever had. Exactly. But so yeah, let's not be crazy yet. But the real MVP of this game, because this was just an all-around great team performance from the Chiefs. I mean, especially on offense. I mean, their yeah. defense just kind of hung around, if we're really being honest. But that offense was masterful. Everyone did their job perfectly. And Andy Reid is just the offensive guru. It's like if you want Bill Belichick being your defensive coordinator, you want Andy Reid to be your offensive guy. That'd and be a perfect coach. It would be, yeah. Like though the two uh, the two touchdowns late in the game, the one to Tony and uh, who was the other one? Yeah, Sky Moore, yeah, man. and yeah, like the exact same play just flipped on either side of the field, and it worked perfectly because that there wasn't a player within ten yards. No, it was like they, so wide open, I couldn't believe it. They exploited that Eagles D so well, the Eagles couldn't adjust. Uh, and then the Cardinals have the audacity to hire Jonathan Gannon three days after that shred show. It just <laughs> that's just so classic uh, Cardinals. But we anyhow, we will get, get into that hire in a little bit because yes. I got some thoughts on that one too. But uh, let's just talk about the Eagles for a bit because they were so 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 close to winning this game. They had a ten point lead going into halftime. It just. Yeah, wasn't their game. You can blame the penalty, sure, but that second half was not good enough. Jalen Hurts was just truly playing hero ball. He had 374 yards total offense. He was doing it all. Really, if you look back, it was that one fumble that cost them the game, which I'm not even going to say that because... But really, you do have to say that because at the end of the day, as much as you want to say, and even myself, I was saying it's, I can't believe... Poor Jalen Hurts didn't win and get his MVP for this game. You know what? At the end of the day, he shot his pants and dropped the ball that resulted in a touchdown because that's really what happened. He just lost the ball. I can't really explain what happened there. He had the turnover. Mahomes didn't. Mm -hmm. When it's all said and done, that was the difference. That, that, yeah, like the the one turnover truly – there's obviously what a, was there's the a bunch of plays we can talk about that contributed yeah. to it. I have I have four plays off the top of my head that I know for a fact that were the game changers, but that's the biggest one. That's the highlight. That's the 14-point swing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if yeah, like if, if we just want to break down this Eagles offense more, I mean AJ Brown had a hell of a game. Devonta Smith played unbelievable Dallas Goddard had some insane catches yeah what truly failed the Eagles which was their bread and butter all season long was the run game Jalen Hurts was the run game and I mean we talk about it with Josh Allen all the time your quarterback can't be your go-to guy in the run game and I don't know what happened to Miles Sanders if he was banged up going into the game because he just did not get involved Gainwell looked okay. Boston Scott, I mean, your Boston Scott wasn't playing against the Giants, so it didn't matter. But the Eagles' run game, it just didn't show up. And I was shocked because I thought that was going to be they're just going to run all over the Chiefs this game. And they're going to control the clock and they're going to win the time of possession. And I think they ended up doing that. But but no one really runs over the Chiefs. And that was another, like, really just something that was dismissed. I mean, it's going to show up on the stat sheet that they had a hundred and something yards. I forget what the exact tally was. They ran for what? Probably what? 130, which is a good mm-hmm. running game. It's a good yeah. running game. But again, all, more than half of Hertz's yards came on one scramble. Then they were getting like three yards of carry on their QB sneaks. Mm-hmm. So uh, it kind of adds up there. Like you said, from the running backs, they had no production. The, I think their longest rush was maybe six yards. They just never broke through. Uh, Casey's linebackers were just Great, great safety net right over and making sure nothing broke free. Yeah. And that's what I'll that's what I'll credit KC. I I mean, I would have to look at the uh the numbers, but at least from eye test, and they're a team that doesn't miss their tackles. They're very well coached and they complete their tackles and they don't give up very, very big plays, especially on the ground. 
which will always mm-hmm. give them a chance in any game. So uh, credit to them. Again, like we said Nick, before, Nick Bolton was all over the field. Willie Gay played a great game all over the field. And just the entire D-line was connected the whole game and really didn't give Philly any looks to, to gash through them. Again, it was that one yeah. fourth down scramble. I think Hurts got 40 yards. So uh, I forget what the exact number was. So yeah, big ups to them. And uh, look, they got they got really good production out of low cost players at the end of the day. And um, I mean, Casey's gonna be right back next year. I don't, I can't say the same about Philadelphia. Nah, the Eagles, yeah, the, de- the Eagles definitely have a lot of moving pieces in the off season, and I think we'll talk about that at the end. Just kind of both teams going in the next year, how things are looking. Uh, what was your see what else from the Smith chat, the Smith catch. There we go. Yes, I, Smith, I have down Smith in no my catch. notes. I have down in my notes being I still don't know what a catch is after all of these rule changes and all of those years. I thought that I thought the Devonta Smith catch was a catch. I thought he secured that going out of bounds and then his knee hit the ground out of bounds with the, then the ball. ball still being secured. Yeah. So and I don't know what we're doing. It's just, it's, I don't like, know. Like, right? It should be like, it should be black and white. Like that seemed like a very obvious thing. I don't know how you can already be out of bounds knee on the ground, out of bounds, securing the ball. But then if you fall to the ground, like I thought the ground couldn't cause a fumble anymore. No ground can't cause a fumble. I don't know. Either way, just dumb rule. It should not be that hard to figure out what a catch is. Yeah. And by all means, that was a catch. Yeah, and I mean, like, sitting in the room with uh, the guys there, like I said, obviously, if is if this is me making the call, that's a catch. But mm-hmm. I told them all I know how the NFL operates. As soon as he saw that movement on the ground, I didn't care about what happened before. I said they're going to overturn this because that's how they roll. And it's just – it's super unfortunate because that was also a huge play that was going to get them in really good position to uh, – mm-hmm further add points at the end of the half. So that's another big if I had that as a number three biggest, uh, biggest play in the game. Um, we'll get to number two in a bit probably because it's, it's definitely on your list. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's really too bad. That would have added onto Smith's game. He already had, uh, what do you think he had? Uh, either six or seven for a hundred yards, just yeah, phenomenal game. And uh, it's really too bad. Even he couldn't stay in bounds. I mean, it wouldn't matter. They got the touchdown anyways, but. Uh, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people had uh, Devontae Smith anytime tickets that he couldn't uh, keep his balance for the last couple of He was seconds so there. close. He was so close. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, let's keep going, though, because one of the bigger plays of the game, in my opinion, was that Pat Mahomes scramble where I don't know how many yards he ended up getting, but he broke away. He looked good after uh, him being injured, but, you know, he was never hurt. Actually, okay, I'll take that back. He 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 was always hurt. He was never injured. There is a big difference in my mind. Because a high ankle sprain, no shot that you can do that kind of thing. As someone who had a high, high ankle sprain, obviously completely different. But when I went to go <laughs> next week, it, it was bad. I could not turn. So, so the, me and at Papa the end Holmes, of the day... It just it, and again, everyone's watching the games. You noticed right in the Jacksonville game, even right from the Jacksonville game, when something didn't go his way, he'd reach for his ankle. They'd have a scoring play, and he'd run to his teammates and run to the bench, running up and down the sidelines. Then he'd get a horrible, incomplete pass or whatever it may be, starts reaching for his ankle again. They didn't convert on third and twelve. At the end of the half, starts reaching for his ankle, limps to the bench. He didn't even fall on his ankle. They showed the replay. There was no pressure bending his ankle. Limps to the sideline, starts screaming. 25 seconds later, because it was at the end of the half, jogs into the tunnel, is jogging in the tunnel like nothing happened. Then in the second half, he didn't limp once in the second half because there was no reason to limp because they were perfect. 
So I don't get the theatrics behind all that. I'm not a real, I'm not a big fan of that, but whatever. It is just weird because it's like but everyone if saw they it. come out and say that, like, yeah, his ankle's a little sore, like he's gonna be fine, but like coming out and saying he has a grade two high ankle sprain, like and they double down on it. Yeah, I and like uh, like I am sure his ankle is bugging him and it was swollen and whatever, but it was clearly not as bad as anyone made it out to be because he was completely fine. He showed, yeah, he showed absolutely no signs of struggling with a bad ankle that entire game. So says he played on one leg is just, uh, I I don't don't, don't know. I don't know what to say to you. You're, you can't be just, you can't be spoken to. It's you're locked in that he's as good as he is and he can play on one leg. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, he's not playing on one leg. Get out of here. Do we want to get into a little Pat Mahomes legacy talk right now, though? I want to just we can get into that in a second. I just wanted to say one more big play that uh contributed to his legacy, of course, is uh the New York Giants. What What a franchise! Just giving up on and again, maybe Kadarius Tony was never going to work out for them. Maybe he didn't want to play for them. Something was mm. obviously wrong there. Kadarius Tony is a baller. And I don't know. You maybe you want to say this is just the perfect fit for this type of offense. The way they the way they run their offense, this is the type of twitch, speed, uh, yak ability that you need is Kadarius Tony mm. because he broke my ankles and I was sitting down on the couch watching <laughs> on that punt return, which set up the easiest touchdown drive of Mahomes' career. So there yeah. that was the drive, uh, unless like look, uh I was like in an absolute food coma. So I may maybe forgetting some details here. That was the drive where they ran on the first play with Pacheco, didn't go anywhere. Then they did a ring around the rosy, threw the ball out the back of the end zone on a horrible play. And then mm-hmm. the next play was the Sky Moore touchdown. Was that the drive? Yes. I believe so, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, Mahomes did absolutely nothing there. And no, that was all funny. So, that's a, that's a second play that, like, I can't really credit the Chiefs offense for that play or for, for that drive. I, like, I mean, it's a great execution on third down and getting the touchdown finished off there, yeah. but – like, yeah, I think all you can say is that, yeah, the Chiefs played just amazing team ball. The they won in all three phases. They, there did, you go. they had they had the better yeah. defense overall at the end of the day. They had the better special teams. They had the best play mm. special teams. And they had the most efficient offense. And, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Huge, huge shout out to Tony, too, just because he made me a boatload of money on Sunday. So... Yeah, I guess that, fuck, my Eagles future obviously didn't hit. Sucks, but I hedged with my Justin Jefferson Offensive Player of the Year winnings. 240 bet Chiefs money line, that turned into like 494. And then I hit a $5 parlay to win 400. So plus with my other other bets ended up coming away with 1100. So could have been 15, but I'm still happy regardless. So shout out to Darius Tony for that touchdown. Uh, Legacy talk. You, uh, you lead it off because I am not in uh, the the right mental state right now to be talking about 15 legacy talk, but so right now, Pat Mahomes retires. Never plays a snap of football again. He is a Hall of Famer. Yes. He's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. There we go. Pat Mahomes is a top 10 quarterback of all time currently. If you retired today? I don't know. You you leave that up to interpretation. I think if you retire today. I need today, to think about I need you, to think about the list a little more deeply, but like probably. I because that's the thing. I think firmly, He's probably close. He's probably close. I think he's firmly top 10 in my mind. I, I like I think that's easy shut shut and close case right now. And obviously this is like a bit of a projection, but if he doesn't win anything again, but remains a top five quarterback for like the rest of his career, he's a top five quarterback of all time. Like he's basically already tied paid Manning in terms of accolades. So if he can just yeah, remain totally fair. and be great, 
that he loses five more Super Bowls, that's not going to look great, though. But I mean, at least he gets to seven. I was going to say, yeah, that would be, I mean, even just getting to the Super Bowl is more of an accomplishment than most QBs can say, which is nuts. But I forget which chat we had uh, this ridiculous debate with just because Connor was very, very irritated. Uh, Is it is it not like. I think it's a very, very fair take, and it should be minus odds that Pat Mahomes is going to break the passing record. Is it not expected that he's going to break the passing record, or am I just going out on a total limb here? It's No, it's so weird because it's like Brady obviously had to play so long to like break that record, and then just he just kept going. But he also started his career, I don't know, like the first like six years of his career, he played on a run first team where he wasn't told to throw the ball, where here's Pat Mahomes, who's averaging like close to 5,000 yards every season. So I don't think Pat Mahomes will have to play, obviously, as long as Brady. I don't know what he's averaging right now per season, but if he plays until his late 30s, I think that'll probably be close at the end of the day. And they have an extra game. No one's talking about this either. Like, that, that's there's an extra the, game. And again, yeah. maybe he has a very p- bad injury. I'm not going to knock on wood. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Uh. Anyhow, uh, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get hurt and he's playing every year, you have to just automatically stat him in for a minimum of 4,800 yards. A minimum. 1500 yeah. yards this year he's gonna get probably 5,000 yards a year and he's already at uh i forget the number maybe i think he's at right at 25,000 24,000 something like that i think he has to play until 41 years old at this pace to get there i think it's doable like with the rule changes to protect the quarterbacks and it's, it's just again it's like a passing league the rule changes everything it's all um, health it's all it's a health-based record if we're really breaking it down so so yeah i think he just have a lot of records at the end of the day because yeah we'll i mean we'll see but i just just thought yeah mention that now so yeah i mean great super bowl sucks it had to end with that penalty that just kind of made everyone i don't know it just great night for me that just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth it is what it is who knows if the Eagles would have scored, but uh, one last Super Bowl note. Uh, shout out to uh, your boy, former Charger Melvin Gordon, for just riding the bench and getting that Super Bowl ring. So, And he even admitted it, too. He's like, yeah, I know I'm getting carried here, and I'm going to win a ring, and he fucking did it. So shout out to Melvin Gordon, because that's awesome. Ring's a ring, whatever. Thank you, Thank you for your <laughs> contributions, Mel. Still have your jersey in here. <laughs> there you go. Oh, All right. Well, unless you have any other notes on the Super Bowl, we can uh, actually before oh, we, we got, move f- on, we got, we got we got absolutely fleeced. We got absolutely fleeced. Not the purple Gatorade. That was never even yeah. on my radar. I don't think that was no, on anyone's radar. Who, I think that was. I think who that was likes the purple Gatorade? That's not even like that's that's ridiculous. Brutal. Purple Gatorade. It took them, like, 15 minutes after the game to find it, too. It's funny how there's, like, no, like, close-up right away. He was already Mm -hmm. soaked. There was no pictures. Um, So, yeah, that's too bad. I was was really feeling the orange because that's what they they had last time there. So, my my good Gatorade streak has come to an end here. How many years was that in a row? Um, I think I'm, like, five out of six. So, now five out of seven. I was five out of six coming in. Just heater. Goddamn. Gatorade uh, guru, Tom. Yeah, so I guess for other non-Super Bowl-related notes, uh, I guess we can talk about the Eagles a little bit more because they lost both of their offensive coordinators. And I guess we can talk – or both coordinators, sorry. Uh, Shane Steichen is now the Colts head coach, and Justin Gannon is now the Cardinals head coach. Uh, let's just talk about more Eagles – off season, it's going to be a tough one for them. They're still going to be really good. I mean, we had the conversation this morning where if Rodgers retires or goes to the AFC, Jalen Hurts is far and away the best quarterback in the NFC right now, which is just kind of nuts to say. 
but yeah losing both coordinators they got a lot of guys up in flux for free agency or maybe retirement but they got two first round draft picks they drafted well last year to replace those guys who they knew were going to retire the eagles are still going to be a good team but i don't know if this was this was their year i think that this roster was too damn good and they were healthy their depth was there all year it's not going to be like that now. Eagles, but I don't think that they're going to have this kind of magical run again like they did this year. Yeah, so, I mean, in hindsight, like, really good move to trade out of the three first-round picks. Now you just have to, like, move your assets down the line a bit. So I think that was a good call. Uh, they're going to lose a good portion of their O-line. Um, I mean – They've kind of seasoned Landon Dickerson nice and early, though, because I look, they're not going to bring back Jason Kelsey unless Jason Kelsey wants to come back on a really, really team friendly deal. I'm not so sure about that one. I think Landon I think Dickerson was drafted. I think he's just going to retire, too, honestly. Well, that's the thing. So I don't even think Landon Dickerson is going to take over at center because they drafted a guy last sorry, uh, year. They drafted, sorry, I'm mixing my guys. Cam Jurgens. Jurgens, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Cam yeah, Jurgens. They they drafted him last year in the second round to be the replacement. So yeah, um, they have a succession plan for some pieces. Like, um, the thing is, I got- though, I still think there's going to be some sort of regression because, um, it, it's just it's too hard. Like, they had the, the coming into the year, they had the second easiest ske- straight the schedule. The entire NFC East, for that matter, was just so far ahead of everyone on uh, mm-hmm. easiest straight the schedule. So. They're, they're, they're going to fall back closer to the mean, I think. Uh, they'll probably still uh, make the playoffs. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that they're a lock to win their division. I don't think they are a lock to win their division. No. Well, I think the other, the other teams, I'm going to include at least the Cowboys and the Giants for that matter. The other two teams are close enough to – Competing in that division, I'm not going to say anything about the the uh, football team. I don't know what their quarterback situation is. We'll look at that yeah. later down the line. But uh, the Eagles will be a playoff team, and they'll be a tough out. That's all I can give them credit for. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say that they, they should be the favorite in the NFC next year, though. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, they lost offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, now the Colts head coach. I don't think that loss is going to be that huge. I mean, obviously, I think that they're going to promote internally. I think it's their quarterbacks coach, Brian, yeah, Brian Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah he's he going to be – he's probably going to be their offense coordinator. So hopefully everything flows well. They're not losing. I think Jason Kelsey might be the only starting piece that they're going to lose on that offense other than Miles Sanders, uh, I guess, too. But – replaceable they already have the replacement for kelsey a running backs a running back whatever so i think the offense is going to be fine uh shane Steichen to the colts i like the hire i mean they just like the those philly coaches i guess over there so yeah it's true that's their second i guess straight uh philly hire so yeah it's funny so colts and i mean what i guess we'll see what quarterback he likes best in the draft because He's going to be putting his name on that guy, and that'll be it. But, uh, yeah. And then Justin Gannon to the Cardinals. I mean, after that performance, being immediately like, you're still the guy. Because, again, that defense was loaded on every level and nothing. Couldn't couldn't do. On paper, on paper, great defense. They looked really good against a weaker set of opponents this year yeah uh even like they gave up multiple games over 30 points this year um i don't get that higher at all i didn't i never even saw during the season why gannon was a on the on the radar i never yeah. really thought they were getting that much out of their i mean not that much they've got they got a lot out of their defense I mean, they that was what in the last few years that could have been one of the most talented defenses. 
Top to bottom? Seen, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Top to bottom across the whole, yeah, deep everywhere. And they got obliterated. I mean, good on the Niners for uh, all the boys were calling uh, BS on that Eagles defense, basically, going into the week. And <laughs> they got absolutely shredded. So, um, guess someone saw it. And, uh, again, now, now you maybe think back, like, who, who knows what would have happened if Brock Purdy didn't uh, get hurt because it's not like the Eagles' uh, offense was lights out to start the game anyways. It was just the Niners kind of beating themselves in the first half. You never know. Like, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah, we'll see what the I, Eagles do. But It's an interesting hire. I don't think it's a great hire, like – I think if you wanted to hire someone, put Kyler in his place. I don't think they're a four-win team next year. Yeah, no, they're going to be picking top five again, guaranteed. They're going to be dreadful, dreadful next year. Um, yeah, and I guess keep moving on with other coordinator hires. Uh, Todd Munkin is the new Ravens offensive coordinator. Uh, you don't know that name. He was the OC at Georgia for the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. He was in the NFL before that. I think he was the OC for the Browns, and he was somewhere before that too, and I should know. But either way, Browns, short-lived, I sure remember. I don't remember the other one, but... short-lived stint in the NFL. I mean, he was the coach at the Browns before they even got Baker, I think. Or maybe it was that weird Hugh Jackson mixed year. Either way, mm-hmm. not a good Browns team. He went running away from that situation, went to Georgia. And, I mean, he won two national championships there. So they got a guy for Lamar, hopefully, to work with. I don't know if Lamar's even staying, if we're being honest. But it's a good hire. I like the hire. Hopefully they do keep Lamar because they need Lamar. Buccaneers. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, a year with famous and then rookie Baker, right? Yeah. 2019. No, it's not rookie Baker. I think that was uh, Freddie kitchens year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's tough. And what a what a year that was, Freddie Kitchens. Anyhow, um, I mean, look, it's a total philosophical change. Uh, they've gotten some wicked production out of Stetson Bennett. So, I mean, it's the college game is totally different. I understand that, mm-hmm. but you just look at the kind of prospect that Stetson Bennett is, and like, I don't know. I, People like the hire. I'm iffy on I don't it. Think I don't people are. Like I, I think that bridge is burned already. So we'll, we'll see, see what they I, do. The yeah, Ravens I have a. I have no they, real. They got a super interesting offseason coming up. Super crucial. Uh, one more hiring note: Jim Caldwell joins the Panthers staff as a senior advisor, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers are building a fucking great coaching staff. Yeah. Like, it's kind of hilarious how they had Matt rule. And now they have all these, uh, all these guys on their, all these vets, I guess on their uh, coaching staff. So good for them. And, uh, yeah, and like, I, plug, plug in the right pieces and you never know. Yeah. Like, and I don't have it directly in front of me, but it's like, Frank Wright is head coach. They got Denver's DC, uh, Ajiro Aviro, who stud of a defensive coordinator. Jim Caldwell, who, I mean, longtime respected coach in the league. They got Dom Capers to come back out of retirement. I think that guy's in his like late 80s at this point. He's a dinosaur, but I mean, <laughs> he's been around longer than the Super Bowl, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, uh, they got Deuce Staley to come over from the Lions, like, they hired a bunch of dudes, so mm-hmm. you should be very happy if you're a Panthers fan. This seems like they're going to be the team to beat in the NFC South. I think that it all will be my pick. To, that will yeah, be my I, pick for sure. I think it just comes down to on who gets the quarterback because as of right now, it's Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, because I don't think the Saints or the Panthers have an active quarterback. Unless you can't count Matt Corral for the Panthers, so I mean you can't. I, 
I completely forgot that he was even on the team. If we're being, honest. I don't think they'll go with Matt Corral. Um, no, he's terrible. They we'll, need to we'll, we'll see. There's enough. There's enough QBs on the carousel right now, and uh, there there are plenty. That's for damn sure. Uh, and then one of the quarterbacks who is on this QB carousel, uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is getting released. That has been made official. But before he got released, uh, he vetoed a trade to go to the Saints. So. I don't know if it's Derek Carr being, I don't want the Raiders to get any assets for him just being spiteful. If that's the case, I like it. But the Saints were going to pay him $40 million to be Derek Carr. I don't think a lot of other teams are paying Derek Carr $40 million on the open market coming up. I guess we'll see, but I doubt it. I don't think any team will pay him. $30 million on the open market. So this was a huge financial decision on his end. And if sacrificing all this money meant more to him to sewer the Raiders for what they did to him, then whatever, good for you. If that's if that's your morals and you want to go with that, then go ahead. Again, I need to, I, I haven't like looked into the financials, but he for sure sacrificed tons of money. Yeah. Um, to make that decision. And that same situation would have been pretty good. You're not gonna if you look like, at the if you look at the open spots, who needs a QB? That's probably a top three spot mm-hmm. for all the openings. Um you get to play in New Orleans. I don't know, you get a dome all the time too. Get all those pieces on offense. I don't really see why he wouldn't like that, but um, and again, they'll never really say why he vetoed the trade. Maybe he didn't like his visit. He had a visit, so and maybe he didn't like he it. He could know. sign with the Saints anyways. It could just yeah. be a whole fuck you Raiders. I mean, we'll see. We'll see down but the line, of course. That would be funny if he signed for like twenty five million to the Saints when you just could have got another fifteen for. Nothing, but yeah, I don't know. I lots, yeah, fuck. I I started doing like that QB carousel like list of I who needs a QB, who's gonna be like QBs available. It's almost half the league. Like it is bad. It's and I don't like. There's this isn't a great QB class either. Like those four guys are gonna all get drafted, obviously, but. I wouldn't feel comfortable with any of those guys being my starter going into next year or future years. So, and that's why I think we got a whole the price tags on Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, and Hertz are just going to be insane because and Tua. You think they'll give him an extension already? No, but it got brought up today that he does want an extension and they're going to start talking about it this off season. I don't think they're going to give it to him, but he's going to get included with all, I mean, I'm going to include him with all those guys because he's from the same draft class and he is going to get an extension. So unless he like honks out, but the thing is, I don't know how good of an offer you're going to get to begin with. I don't know how good of an offer he really is expecting, but there you're better. There needs to be some middle ground for QB contracts because it's rather you reset the market on every new contract with every young QB. But it's just like there needs to be like this is where Daniel Jones could just be like, hey, Giants, yeah, you want to give me a three year like $105 million contract. I'll take it. Like, sure. Why not? Like 35 a year for Daniel Jones. That's what they're saying. The market is anyways, from most of the people on Twitter that I've seen, there's I've seen, yeah, 35, 37 is his range. Mm-hmm. Um, again, what, what's the term going to be? Is he guaranteed going to resign? Who knows? It's probably in their best interest. Um, the thing with, the thing with Tua, I understand he's probably like stressing and wants to get his money just given his injury history. But if he wants to take a gamble, which is probably not the right move, 
he'll he'll be better off starting the year, hopefully playing a whole full healthy season, which we haven't seen yet from him in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the move is going to be, I'm healthy for the entire season. I just played. I can only assume the production is going to be at least relative to what it was this year, which will warrant him a massive payday. Yeah. Because I don't know if the Dolphins can feel comfortable right now giving him anything big ticket because he just can't stay on the field. I'm not trying to bash him or anything. It's just, it's unfortunately a fact. He hasn't, hasn't played a full season yet. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's I'm also in that like same camp where like, I need to see him play an entire season just to like, if you miss two, three games, you miss two, three games. That's not, I'm not, not like talking about that, but like. It's been a considerable amount of games every single year. It's been so too much. Far. So, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. My only question with him is health. Everything else, he checks every box for me. So yeah. get healthy to a, get your bag. We're going on a Super Bowl run next year. That's all I know. Running back, eh? Well, fu- I mean, fucking, <laughs> this is probably something we should bring up, but. Vic Fangio, uh, apparently oh, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't signed the, um, he signed the deal, but he hasn't signed the deal. There's rumors now that the Eagles could still land him as their defensive coordinator, which would really fucking piss me off. But so I thought there was the rumors that he hadn't signed because he was going to go to San Fran and then, uh, and then I thought well, like, he's it, like, no, I evaluated all my offers and I'm going to Miami. I thought it was like done. But then it's like he signed that two-week contract with Philly to work with them. And then so I think that would have just ended at the Super Bowl. I don't understand so, what he's doing, man. I would go to Miami 100%. I have, I have no idea either. It, it's just kind there of like a I lot of good pieces know. to work with. They do. I just want to know who our defensive coordinator is because it's taking a long time. That's like because like if we get Fangio, that's fucking a lights out higher. If we get, I think our next best option would be like Chris Richard, who great coach, but he's no Vic Fangio and no, no one is. But uh yeah, I think that'll do it for I mean 2022 NFL content. We're kind of we're done. Season's done. It's a sad day, but yeah. Here we are in the offseason. We got fucking seven more months, six and a half more months till we see football again. Six if you're counting August preseason, which no one really does because that's garbage football. But well, I absolutely count it. The second the Hall of Fame game kicks off, I'm God. locked in. Yeah, um, but I guess then, yeah, just plans for the show this off season spills. You can chime in because you're going to be hearing this for the first time too. But basically I'm going to keep doing the show weekly because got to keep repetitive, but it's going to be harder to obviously find content. So it's draft season, which means multiple things NFL draft, but also we're going to be doing our own drafts here. So I just have a couple pulled off or pulled up. So NFL mock draft, simple, easy uh best jerseys draft we'll do a snake draft everyone maybe pick eras go through whoever picks the five best jerseys whatever uh when the nfl schedule comes out we'll go through we'll pick the best games do a draft for that uh i want to do a hall of very good draft so we talked about i mean guys like aj green who just retired great candidate for that probably not going to be a hall of famer but one of those guys who was right there great career uh yeah so for shows like that is going to be hopefully have four to five people on and really just shoot the shit we can record those whenever we want to because i just need to post them but those are kind of the ideas i do want to regrade the uh the 2020 draft class too because i think three years yeah Mm -hmm. so got to keep busy i think next week we'll Next week, we'll do the QB carousel because I've been having that in my back pocket for a while. Should be a fun one, but... And free agency is already going to be like... It's already a month away, so... 
Well, that, that is probably one, a bit earlier as well. Yeah. That, that, that's one thing about the NFL is I don't ever find that there's a downtime. I think the only downtime where I'm really like, there's nothing going on in the league is May, like, mid-June. May, exactly. Cause we're going right into the combine coming up, going into the draft free agency. And then it's everyone's teams are set for the most part and start talking about the upcoming season, but Big things planned for the offseason. I'm excited for it. Spills, thanks for joining me again and all the times this season. Really appreciate really appreciate having you on. Yes, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, uh, congrats, Pat, on your Mickey Mouse ring, you fraud. <laughs> That's the final note. That's where we're leaving it. Yeah, what a bozo. Excited to wipe your shit in Arrowhead next year. Let's go. I'm going uh, out well, on a limb right now. Chargers are winning the AFC West. It's over. It's done. Finito. Yeah. I've seen enough. Watch out for Brandon Staley and uh, fuck, what's his name? Kellen Moore, the dynamic duo of coaches. They hired. They can't actually, wait to see uh, how that plays out. They hired. I forget <laughs> his name because he has a funky name. But uh, the whoever the quarterback coach from Dallas was, they hired him as well today. So they just huh. literally just transferred coaching staffs, basically. Well, hopefully that works out for the Chargers and ends your fucking 24 years of misery as a fan. So maybe one positive thing can happen for the Chargers this coming year. And I mean, I'm saying this as a Dolphins fan, but if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.